freedom from financial captivity. Let me share something with you. It may shock some of us. It may sound strange to some people. But that's the truth. Jesus spoke extensively about the subject of money and possessions. I will give you references. When you get back home or in the course of the week, you can study more. Jesus shared 38 parables in his gospel. How many parables? 38 parables. You know, he taught through parables. You will see the Bible says, and another parable he spoke about. Out of the 38 parables that Jesus spoke about, that he taught his followers, 16 out of 38. 16 out of 38 were concerned on how to undo money and possessions. He spoke about a wide range of things. He spoke about faith, holiness, kingdom service. He spoke about love. Different topics. But one singular topic took a large chunk 38 parables 16 out of 38 parables has to do with money has to do with possession when you pick 10 verses from the bible one out of every 10 verses in the bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament directly deals with the subject of money, resources. From Genesis to Revelation, about 500 verses spoke about prayer. About 500 verses of the Bible talks about faith more than 2,000 verses of the Bible deals with money and possession are we getting something from it except we want to deceive ourselves except we want to be an hypocrite Whatever anybody engages in in life and it does not experience or enjoys financial prosperity we end in frustration one day. All across this nation, all across the globe, Particularly in the city of Lagos, very close to us, you must have heard people saying they leave their homes as early as four, five, they don't get back home till nine, till ten. What are they looking for? Eh? Eh? Is it because they are passionate about working? <laughs> If you have people staying in UK, in America, they must have told you they work per hour and they pay them per hour. One of my daughters there, when she got to America about five, six years ago, she said for the first six months, she was working 
22 hours per day. Ah, there's a spirit behind money. She was working 22 hours per day. 22 hours per day. Their system is a 24-hour system. Some people must be at duty post. Run the clock. So that's why they schedule it 24 hours. There are people in that system that only work 8 hours per day. The remaining hours, they dedicate to some other things. There are those who work 18 hours per day. In Nigeria. Civil servant work 8 hours per day. Even out of the eight hours. You know, from one set, if you take teachers, public school teachers, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> so after working for six months, it began to tell on her health. He said, a friend of us who has been there for some years, told her when she started working for 22 hours. He said, the friend told that categorically, I give you six months. And exactly after six months, she piped down. From 22 hours, she reduced it to 18 hours. It was telling on her health. For six months, she no go to I go go to when you when you are working 22 hours. And you about throw that down in Ojesu. Add America back your law. At UK. They call America Gozon Kinakina. Gonzo land. That one I form out to. I form out to. Gozo land. And many of their states have legalized gay marriage. Is that Gozo land? So it's for an amount. Gozo land. Men can marry men. I asked one day, who will be husband, who will be wife? How did they decide husband and wife? Two men. So the subject, the issue of possession, of money, is of great value. If you don't pay attention to it, you are going nowhere. If Jesus took a subject very important, it will be a great disservice to your destiny if you say it is not important. You know, there are some churches, there are some places the pastor is afraid of talking about money. Even to teach members on how to make money, to generate money. They don't talk about it. And that's why the members remain in abject poverty. Deuteronomy 28, 11 to 12. I'm still, you see, as I was meditating on this ministration in the course of the week, I remember sometimes in Algebra Junction, about seven, eight years ago, for four weeks, we had a business seminar. We invited Reverend Isaac Ijaoko. He's still in Nevada. He's a business guru. He's a, he's a pastor. He retired from First Bank as a senior officer there. He's into stock, stock, a number. For four weeks, he was coming every Saturday. How many of you were part of that seminar? Yes, a number of people here. For four weeks, business seminar. Money business should be discussed in church. Because when people are not financially okay, even the anointing of the pastor can become annoyance. Praise God. Deuteronomy 28, 11 to 12. And the Lord will grant you plenty goods. A 
in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give rain to your land in the season. And to bless all the work of your hands, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Let somebody say amen. amen. A young believer asked me a question from the Bible verse many years ago. He said, man of God, is this not too ambiguous? Wait. And I begin to lend to nations. Can an individual lend to nation? I say, a family is a nation. Nations that the scripture talk about is not only talking about Nigeria. A family is a nation. Two families put together is a nation. An organization is a nation. Because you don't know how far the family can spread to. This is the counsel of God for your life. This is the plan of God for my life. That we have access to good finances. We have access to financial prosperity. This is his plan. Serving God becomes pleasurable when you have access to wealth. That doesn't mean if you are not rich, you can't serve God well. But here it is, it becomes more pleasurable. It becomes more pleasurable. Degree, has he gotten it? Okay. God is concerned about every area of your life. And it is not his plan that we should be in bondage in any area of our lives. He doesn't want you, he doesn't desire you to be in bondage financially, to be in bondage health-wise, to be in bondage family-wise. He doesn't desire, he doesn't expect you to be in bondage. It is the plan of the enemy. It is the plan of the wicked ones. To put us in captivity. To keep us in bondage. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. Before we read that passage, let me say this. I've also said it a number of times. Nothing is wrong starting your journey in life on the ground. In fact, everybody starts from the ground. But it becomes an issue. It becomes an anathema. It becomes abnormal if you remain on the ground for too long. Nothing is wrong starting on the ground. So if you started your business, you are just starting your business and it's from the scratch. You are not yet finding things easy. Those that have become empire, business empire today, they also started from that point. You must have had the case of this man they call the richest man in Africa now. He started his business many years ago by taking a loan of 500,000 from his uncle, Dan Tata, a loan. He took a loan, which means he didn't have it all. The one thing that has really helped him, that has taken him to becoming the richest man in Africa, he enjoys patronage from government. He's very smart. He romances every government that comes to power. When PDP was in power, he was their friend. 
And when he saw that PDP were losing out, do you know the meaning of this? And when this newcomer came in, he began to. And I've told you before, one single government policy can wreck a business. So that's why, you see, all these big, big businessmen and women, they always romance government so that they will be in their good book. Have I told you before, the Nigerian president is the most powerful president in the whole world. Nigeria president is the most powerful president in the whole world. Let me break it down. America, you know, America, America is the most powerful nation in the world, I mean. China is giving them serious problem. Serious wants to dislodge them, push them aside. When Trump was president, there were things Trump wanted to do. The Senate, the House stopped him. In fact, some decision he took, they reversed it. There is nothing Nigeria president wants to do that we not do. In fact, Nigeria president will do it. Send it to just. You see, when I knew we are in serious problem in this country, when this Senate came to power, and the Senate president said publicly, openly, live television, that whatever, whatever, he called him Mr. President, whatever Mr. President brings, we know is right. We will pass it. Ah! Molati war. He said it openly. So Nigeria president is the most powerful president in the world. So that's why everyone, everyone that has big organization, they romance them. That's one of the it's one of the business techniques. It's one of the business strategy. You don't become an enemy of people in your neighborhood. The business will crash. You don't create enemy. Ah, if you tell one row in your day, Jesus. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord does what? Makes one rich, and he has no sorrow with it. So it is God's plan for you to be rich, for you to be wealthy. Hear this. Wealth can be inherited. Success can never be inherited. Wealth is different from success. I've seen people who inherited wealth. Today, they are failures. Success is earned. Success is something you need to work for. That your father succeeded does not make you a success. If you are not ready to pay the price of success, wealth can be inherited. Success can never be inherited. Psalm 92. Verses 12 to 14. Psalm 92. Beginning from verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Have you seen a palm tree before? Iggy Since I was young and now I am old, I've never seen palm tree turn brown or dry. Even in dry season, it is still green. It is still fresh. The Bible now, now looks for a tree, looks for an item to, to describe the life of a righteous. It says, the righteous shall flourish like palm tree. It didn't say the righteous shall flourish like a mango tree. During dry season, we are mango bear. Virtually every other tree. But during... The palm tree is a blessed tree. It's a favored tree. 
It shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of a God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Hear this, that you are growing old does not mean you keep reducing in material possession. That violates this scripture. Freedom from financial captivity. Quickly, reasons why people go into captivity, financial captivity. Five reasons I want to highlight quickly. Reasons why people go into financial captivity. Beloved, in the journey of life, when you come across a man or you read a story about a man that failed, that crashed, it is not just only one factor that made it happen. It's a combination of several factors. This church. Okay, uh, where's my where's my key? It's with you. Let me have it. Now, look at look at this key. This key that I hold in my hand has the keys to each of these doors here. One, two, three. Key to that staircase. Key to the small, small one here. Key that opens the iron gate. Key that leads to the reception. I know when you get to reception, there are still two other doors. Office in Megan David Barak. When you enter reception, there are still two other glass doors. Though I made it transparent. That you, the keys are here. Only one key cannot take me to my office. From outside. Only one key cannot take me inside. Those of us that live in flat, even though these days, those of us that live in flat, all the doors will leave it open. I said, maybe bedroom, our house, the main entrance, the back Only one key cannot take you to your destination. A combination of several keys. So when you see that a man also failed, a man also collapsed, a man also crashed, it is not just for only, because of only one factor. It's a combination of a number of factors. So when we talk about going into financial captivity, I'll be sharing five things with you quickly. Not just only one thing. Five things that take people and is still taking many and is still ready to take many more into financial captivity. Number one. Lack of understanding that God wants you to prosper financially. A lack of understanding that God wants you to prosper financially. Many people in the church lack this understanding. Many people in the church lack this understanding. Thank God for revelation. When we were small, we were taught, we were brought up with the teaching that says prosperity is synonymous to worldliness. is a lie of the devil. I'm a Sorry, All
You saw a young man that returned his certificate to Lautek. Is that not madness? That, that simple madness. Oh. Where is it done? That when you left the school, you returned the certificate and collect your money. It's, so it's simple madness in here. Now, what took him to that point? Hold on to wash it, wash it, wash it, wash it. So now concluded, he took the certificate to Lautech. That's madness. That's, that's simple. Madness is a school of war. So a lack of understanding that God wants you to prosper can keep you in financial captivity. There are people that think because they are holy, that's why they are poor. That's a lie of the devil. You are not holy than Jesus. You are not holy than Paul. You are not holy than the apostles. The reason why I'm suffering is because I am holy. It's because I am righteous. It's because I am serving God. Ah! Oh, my Bible knew. Exodus 23, 25 to 26. So you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and water. He will bless. Serving God does not make people poor. It's a lie of the devil. So that many people will get scared away. Many people will decide not to serve God. Hear this. When you serve God well and you are blessed, you don't need to spend more time before you talk about Jesus to others. Lack of understanding that God wants you to prosper financially. Deuteronomy 32. Verse 28. Deuteronomy 32, verse 28. The Bible says, For they are a nation lacking in counsel. They are a nation void of counsel. Nor is there any understanding in them. We have example in the Bible. They lacked understanding and they suffered. They paid for it. Ignorance is a curse. Ignorance is a burden. Ignorance is an affliction. I've said it before. Let me repeat again. Every man is a slave. In every area of his ignorance. Every man is a slave. In every area of his ignorance. When you are ignorant. People will tell you to do abnormal things. And you accept it as the correct thing. Many years ago. I had weak glue on this finger. This right thumb. I don't know at times when I do fingerprinting in a bank, one could read that. I go my weekly low affect I want sales in my two tedada to clean a dada. You could this finger could go to lay. Weeklo. Can I go you over? I can do. What you reduce the size here? When I had I was in secondary school then. Maybe from one or from two. There was something people did not tell me. To do to it. I went to the hospital. They gave me drugs. They gave me injection. Yet, the thing refused to go. Increasing in size. You, you are among me. Boba shame me. Big but one buy your lama lorini. You're among me. In the night, I couldn't sleep. My parents did not have the understanding that they should give me maybe sleeping table like in Leso. I couldn't sleep at night. I was still so long to one another. Then he said, battery. Do you know I was looking for a battery water? Before somebody told me, ah, 
Because I was ignorant. I was ignorant. Did somebody say, in the morning when you wake up, don't poo in the toilet. Poo inside potty or poo inside nylon. Put the finger inside. Now look for a rag to wrap it and carry it for the whole day. People of God, I did it. Ah. Hear this. Every man is a slave in every area of his ignorance. Why? He's looking for solution. So, Moba, Jila, I don't, don't roll me. Moba, toilet him alone. Moba, tell I lost it. Are you eating? Tell him that you're not. Igbe, Koro, you collect. I'm telling you, my life experience, <laughs> what I passed through, maybe from one or from two. I dip this finger, I want to move my jam and me. I dip it inside it. Shining back to deep inside it. Timo Fajade, I'm a kidney of a lemma. Motimura Gidani, Muawera Gima. I carried it for the old day. You let us. Hear this. When you are going through some situations, a five-year-old boy will tell you, this is the way. And if you are ignorant, but if you are knowledgeable in that area, nobody can tell you, do this, do this, do that. Nobody can bamboozle you. Please, in every area of your endeavor, seek and go for more knowledge. I said to some people who are into fashion designing here, fashion designing, uh, welding, carpentry, any, any skill. You did your training 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. And the knowledge of 10, 5 years ago is what you are still doing. Because things are evolving every day. Every day, every day. You learn catering, baking, 10 years ago. Go for refresher courses. And you must be ready to pay. That's some people's problem. They are not ready to pay to acquire knowledge. Knowledge is expensive. Knowledge is not cheap. You will hear some people go for training. 250,000 naira. I saw a flyer about two months ago. A training, three days training in Dubai. 2.5 million naira. They will put you in hotel, breakfast, and dinner. And you go for safari something. Training, 2.5 million. And he said, only 50 space. And I did something. After about two weeks, I clicked the link. And when I got to the site, registration closed. How 50 to register? Two, get register. <laughs> People who want to go far in life, they are ready to pay any price to acquire more knowledge. So God wants you to prosper financially. You must have that understanding. He wants you to succeed. Number two. Reasons why people go into financial captivity. We will preach. We will preach. And we will pray at the end of the teaching. For some of you must be thinking, I told you that we are praying all through this month. We will pray. But let me teach. Because issue of money does not answer to only prayer. Knowledge is also very, very important. Laziness and complacency in the area of your endeavor and assignment. That's another reason 
wise people go into financial captivity laziness and complacency in the area of your assignment laziness God hates lazy people he, dis he detests laziness he has no provision for lazy people in his agenda Jesus came he was not lazy Jesus came he walked Look at our champions not here today. John chapter 9 verse 4. Jesus was telling people, I must walk the walk of him who sent me. While it is the day. That is what comes out of a diligent man. I must walk the walk of him who sent me. In your school, in the place of your work, area of your business people must see you as being diligent not lazy not lazy every other person in your business area they open shop by 7 30 you come to shop 11 a.m you think you will succeed the way they are succeeding now lie you open shop 11 by 3 30 ah i'm a mute daddy some people stay there at six. Some stay there at five. Laziness is a curse. Complacency is a curse. Anytime I, be, I, I, I believe in a thing, I have faith in a thing, I put my more than 100% of myself into it. I run with it. I walk myself out over it. Walk doesn't kill. It is laziness that kills. I say Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. Bible says, lazy hands make for poverty. But diligent hands bring wet. He who has a slack hand becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. I'm reading from a different translation here. Lazy hands make for poverty. Lazy hands. Your hands must not be lazy. If spirit of laziness wants to destroy your life, wants to limit your life, cast it out. Do you know you can engage in fasting and prayer to cast that spirit of laziness? But when you you just feel like sleeping. Ah, affliction. Cast the spirit out. Bind the spirit. Drive the spirit out of your life. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1. Proverbs 12 verse 1. Those who walk their land will have abundant food. But those who chase fantasies have no sense. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. This translation says, those who walk their hand will have abundant food but those who chase fantasies fanta you know there are people that chase they chase fantasies around us things that we add no value to their life that's what they invest their time on if you didn't read the message of nuggets yesterday when you get to read it yesterday message spoke about time managing your time Investing your time rather than spending your time. I've told you three things could happen to your time. The 24 hours God gives you daily. You can waste it, you can spend it, and you can invest it. I don't waste my time. I spend less of my time. I invest most of my time. I don't waste my time. 
I spend. There is no way we have to spend. We have to spend. The time you sleep, you spend your time. The time you go to the kitchen to cook, you spend your time. You watch football. You watch man. You watch man. You you watch Chelsea. Even when they beat your club or your club defeat them, you are spending your time. You are spending. Oh, invest there. But you go to your places of work. You go to your school. You carry your Bible. You 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 you, you study your, your 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 book. Go to your shop. Go to the market. Travel to another city to go and buy goods. That is investment. And every investment brings profit. So please don't stop wasting your time. You are active on WhatsApp 24 7. It's a waste. Get on one bit. You check up to 1,000 status in a day. And there are people that are out there that the devil has empowered to waste your time. <laughs> hey, come, 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 Internet is meant to be a blessing, but it has become a curse to some people. It has become a curse. Don't waste your time. Spend a little. Invest more. Invest more. Number three. Reasons why people go into financial captivity. Unfaithfulness at your now level. Every one of us, we are now at our now level. I hope you know this is not your end level. But what you do at your now level will determine how soon you get to your next level. Many people have been at their now level and they are staying there for too long because of unfaithfulness at their now level. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. The Bible says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. He who is faithful in what is little is faithful also in much. Beloved, the level God has permitted you to get to today. Don't limit yourself there. Through unfaithfulness. The Bible says, what does a man ask that was not given to him? That scripture rings bell in my hearing all the time. Unfaithfulness has brought many destinies down on faithfulness to God to your creator to my creator on faithfulness when you are not faithful at your now level it will be difficult for God to take you to your next level we have spent so much time at this now level some people have gone to the next level. But we are still at our now level. Hear this. When you struggle to pay a tithe of 15,000, there is no way you can get to the level of tithe of 30,000. God has helped 
some of us in this church, some of my sons and daughters in this church, they have been tested, they have been proved, and I see the speed at which God is taking them. I see the speed at which God is taking them. In this church, faithfulness to God, particularly in tithing. If you are still struggling in the area of tithe, beloved, you are slowing down your destiny unknowingly. You are limiting your glory. You are keeping yourself in financial captivity. Hear this. Whatever you do, a civil servant, a businessman, a student, every money that comes your way, God made it possible. Do you know the reason? Number one reason. It's because you are alive that you are able to receive it. Who keeps you alive? Never brag that it's my money. It's true. God has given you the power to do whatever you want with your life, with whatever he gives you. But he also has the rights to determine who he moves ahead in life. I say to people, the tithe you refuse to pay, can it change your life? You have to pay a tithe of 5,000 and you refuse to pay it. Can that, is 5,000 the solution to your life? The 5,000 you refuse to pay has brought a curse upon your destiny. You have to pay a tithe of 100,000. Is 100,000 the solution to your life? No. 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 Since January, last month was a special month in my life. Special month. See, there are things that happen to me. I'm not surprised. Because I have vowed to remain faithful. I was talking about a lady in church yesterday. Those of you that were in service. The day after my birthday, she sent a message. Pastor, I didn't know yesterday was your birthday. My mom just told me now. That uh, did she congratulate me? So I will send birthday gift to you. The next ten minutes, she sent two hundred and fifty thousand naira birthday gift. Two fifty. I wasn't surprised. Those of you who are here, you had few things I said about her. Two fifty. You see, anytime I'm blessed, I push my tithe out, out of my account. Push it to the church account. So that it keeps flowing. It keeps running. The day I chose not to be faithful in tithe, my financial destiny begins to go down. And no witch or wizard is responsible for that. Not me. And I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down. Up to last Sunday, I still received seed of honor from this church. Please be faithful at your now level. Three people already sent their tithe into the church account before I came down this morning, and I've seen they've been conceived, they have been faithful titers, and I see their lives changing. Ah. The scripture can be broken. If you are still struggling with tithes, may the Lord grant you grace to break loose from the jaw of that ignorance and spirit of disobedience in the name of Jesus. A non-tighter is limiting his financial life. That is the truth. A non tighter is limiting his financial destiny. Is a sign of unfaithfulness at the level God has taken you to now. At the level, the level you are today, 
Ask yourself, how old are you? Do you want to die at this level? No! I see how many years ahead of me. And the years ahead of me, only God can make it glorious. Without God, the years ahead of me can end in chaos. But I will continue to remain faithful to that God. Who holds the future in his hand? Your future is not in your hand. It's in the hand of God. So being unfaithful to that God is a problem. It's an issue. Unfaithfulness at your now level. At your now level. Number four. This number four is what many people focus on. The reason why they are not prospering. It's not number one. It is number four. Forces and powers who are against who are opposed to your prosperity. Yes, I agree there are forces and powers. But the number one, number two, number three also joins this number four. Only this number four cannot keep you poor. Hear this. If you fulfill number one, number two, number three, forces and powers cannot limit you. I don't see any force or power that can limit my financial prosperity when I'm faithful in Titan. I don't see any force and power that can limit my financial prosperity when I don't lack understanding that God wants me to prosper. I don't see any force and power that can limit my financial prosperity when I'm not lazy. What it be one So there are forces and powers. If you are not faithful in Titan, you become a victim of forces and powers. On top of Balaye, Koshishen, no Aye, Luma, Shishen. In Genesis 26, from verse 12 to verse 21, we have the account of Isaac there. As he was walking, as he was laboring, some people, they came up against his harvest. They came up against his result. They made up their mind to waste his harvest. But Isaac did not give up. Isaac, if Isaac was lazy, listen to this. The, the three things I mentioned first, first, Isaac took care of them. Isaac had the understanding, God wants me to prosper, I won't stop working. If he didn't have the understanding, he would have given up. Isaac was not lazy. Bible says he dug another way. They, they, they fought over it. He moved to another place. He dug another way. They fought over it. He moved to another place. He dug another way. He was not tired. He was not lazy. A lazy man cannot do that. He was diligent. I was teaching somewhere sometimes ago here. During where is this service? I gave them a I said, keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Never get tired of digging. Isaac kept on digging. Isaac kept on digging. Isaac kept on digging. And in verse 22, that's where the focus of Champions Convention 2022 is taken from. Champions Convention 2022. Let me see verse 22. That's the Bible verse that gave birth. That is what you will see here, beginning from Sunday, November 6th, up to next year, November, when another convention will come. He moved on from there and dug another way and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth. That's a conventional focus. Rehoboth. The structure we are going to put here, the structure, we are going to put a story building. The name of that structure is Goshen House. We will put on top. Even though it's, you see, that structure we, we have so many facilities. Goshen house. Then inside the Goshen house, we are going to have a hall there called Rehoboth Hall. God gave me those instructions one after the other. Goshen house. The structure. That will be, that will be the boat name. Then we are going to have another hall there titled Rehoboth Hall. That hall, we can even rent it out to people. People that have small methane's 
small birthdays, small things they want to do. We rent it out. It also brings money into the ministry. Then when the school register for WAEC, the student will sit for WAEC there also. Multi-purpose. Isaac kept on digging. He kept on digging. And the Bible says, they did not quarrel over it again. Then he named it Rehoboth. Guess it! From this year's conversion, God wants to take us to our Rehoboth. Place of rest. A place that will look like there are no enemies again. Once you wow, I'm a Lord, I'm a Lord, God took him to Rehoboth. So forces and powers cannot stop you if you don't stop yourself. Last one, number five. Lack of giving grace. The reason why many people are in financial captivity Lack of giving grace. Lack of giving grace. I said something in January. Particularly, first week of February, when I led the old church to make fresh pledges towards Kingdom Project. I remember saying, you can go to Facebook and trace, check the message. I said, if you come to church all through the year, Sundays, Wednesday, or you don't come on Wednesday, maybe Sundays, but you come on Wednesday also, and the only thing you give all through the year, you pay your tithe, you give offering, I said emphatically, you can never fulfill God's purpose for your life financially. Never. Quote me, hear me. Because the scripture cannot be broken. Your giving goes beyond tithes and offering. You must get involved in kingdom project. You must get involved in kingdom project. You must get involved in kingdom project. I've practiced this. I have tested this. I have proved it. Luke chapter 12 from verse 15. As we go on, after this verse, this Bible passage, we'll go and pray. Luke chapter 12, beginning from verse 15. Mm. Luke 12, yes, beginning from verse 15. Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on guard against greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Verse 16. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produce a good crop. This is one of the parables, system parables Jesus shared that says about money, about possession. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. I have no place to store my crops. Hear this. As God blesses you from time to time, if the only thing you think about is about yourself, is about your business, the thought of God's kingdom does not cross your heart. You can't go far with God. He taught to himself. And look at verse 18. Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my bounds and build bigger ones. I will pull down the storehouses. I will pull down this. I will build bigger because harvest. God kept on blessing him. And there I will store all my grain and my goods so that my business will expand. He didn't say, 
I will go and build a structure in the house of God. I will buy hundred chairs in the house of God. I will do this in the house of God. He didn't say that. Everything is, I will build store. I will do this. Have you know in the Bible, there are people who single-handedly build structures for the Lord. One man, servant was sick. And the elders of the church, elders, they went to Jesus Christ. The man did not go to Jesus. They went to Jesus. They said, sir, this man whose son is sick, he built tabernacle for us. Sir, you need to come. Why? He made impact through giving. I want to know why you're not alone. Anytime the pastor hears that they were going through anything, you know, Give it. Go to look at it. We are coming back to this place. Let me show you something. Look at it. Look at it. Is it Luke 18 or Luke? Luke chapter 8. Go to 18 first. Let me see. Luke 18. That should be from verse 1 or thereabout. No. Luke 8. 18 at 8. No, you're Your wine and your group. Luke 8. Luke 8. Luke 8. 1 to 3. I want to show you something there. I want to show you. this. When you live your life to fulfill scripture, you become a beneficiary, a receiver of covenant provisions. Luke 8 from verse. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him. The twelve were with him. Go to verse 2. And also some women who had been killed who had been cured of evil spirit. Some women that Jesus ministered to and, and diseases, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Some women, people that Jesus' ministry has blessed. What did they do? Verse 3. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Eros' household, Susanna, and many others. There were great women in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Those women were helping to support them out of their own means. Put it in the uh, King James Version. King James Version. King James Version. Can you see that? They minister unto him of their own substance. I want to be in here with you. Praise the Lord. They give, when you lack the giving grace, you can't go far with God. Read your Bible very well. I said something about three, four weeks ago. I said, those who give, they don't complain about giving. Do you know those who complain about giving in every church? They are those people who don't give. And I've seen that in this church also. I've seen that in this church also. I don't listen to such men. Why? The life of those who are giving that God is elevating, we continue to prompt me, we continue to inspire me to teach me about it so that their life keep on getting better. Hear this. If you chose to remain on the ground by your choice, it's not the problem of your pastor. The pastor will continue to teach. He will continue to share God's word. But it is left to you to choose what to do. Go back to that passage. Let me finish it. Let me finish it. That Luke chapter 12. And I will say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Ha ha. Can you see that? I have many good things. That is after building a new store. Take life easy. Eat. Drink. And be merry. Look at what happened. But God said to him, you fool. Hear this. At every point, God blesses you and the only thing you think of is yourself. Let me buy a new car. Let me buy a new phone. Let me buy a new shoe. Let me buy a new this. No thought ever cross your heart. Let me do this to the church of God. You become 
the junior brother of this one. God said to him, do you know, building a new store, nothing is wrong with it. To expand this business, nothing is wrong with it. If you say, yes, I will build a new store to keep my harvest, I will do this, I will enjoy my life. It's good to eat from the fruit of your labor. And if you had added, I will also go to the temple. I will do this. I will do that. Nothing negative will happen to him. No evil thing will happen to him. Then God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life, <laughs> hear this, that money is in your hand. Your life is in his hand. That money, yes, is in your hand. But your life is in his hand. This night, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Stand to your feet. I asked my workers a question yesterday morning. And I said that we asked the entire church today. I asked them a question yesterday morning. And I was very, very blunt, very, very frank. I said, between January and now, how much has left your hand into God's kingdom, into kingdom project? How much? Between January and now, how much has left your account into project in his house? Ponder on that question. Ponder on that question. How much has left your hand into Kingdom Project? Hope you have been tremendously blessed through this message. You can join us in any of our life-transforming encounters at Champions Cathedral, Covenant Champions Global Assembly, after Crown Heights College, Arilogun Road, off Ojo Ibadan. Our two services on Sundays, 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., and our communion service on Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. Or you can reach us on the following numbers for prayers, counseling, or to share your testimony, 0803-595-0418, 0807-591-7401. Or you can visit our website, www.covenantchampions.org. You are a champion. Mm -hmm.